Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick can it? Kick it? Yes, you can to all the people who can. Quest like a tribe does. Before the know what live was, comprehend to the track for why I cuss. Mm. Getting messages on the tip of the vibes, cuss. What? Man. What? That's a good. That's that's a great place to set it off. <laughs> and here we go. That's what we do. Welcome to my show. Word to the mother. And if you haven't guessed what my my episode is for today, the topic of today is the esteemed. Oh, I want to give so much honor, so much love to them. I'm so nervous to do this episode because I feel like uh, I just have so much love for this group, ladies and gentlemen. It's a tribe called Quest. <laughs> Yes, y'all, for real, for real. Much love and much respect. But before we get into that, my guest today, um, he is T, or Terrence. Is I. That's right, the host of Stays Crunchy in Milk, another great podcast to check out, and the co-host of a pod called Cast. Can you tell us about both of those? See, it's, it's Stays Crunchy Milk is way easier. It's uh, it, it has like a tag, and that is, it's the show you and your friends would do if you weren't so lazy. Ooh. It's quite literally me and my buddies, four of us sitting around the table at lunch at this point. We used to do it at my house, but as, as time has gone along, children and, and families have come along. Oh, yeah. We've had to just shift it to literally Wednesdays. We all meet up for lunch. We pull out a, a, a Zoom recorder, sit it on the table, and we talk around lunch. And they talk about any number of things. It's just it could be it could be funny, it could be serious. It's just me and my friends doing the dang thing. We are nearing our fifth year of doing this. Wow, very proud of it. That's yeah. crazy. I'm here on like coming up on month two, and you wow, talk about vet. That's cool though. You know, I really admire people that have the 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 group yeah, co-hosting yeah. session um, with the friends. You know, I really love the camaraderie and here. Yeah, I definitely need to check that out. I know I'm a little bit late, but. <laughs> All Definitely to the good. There's plenty to be had there. Plenty to be had there. So, I know. As for, as for a podcast, we call it our music discussion podcast built on a hip hop foundation. It is mostly going to be hip hop, of course, but we do talk about other things. We've had Marvin Gaye episodes. We've done Chris episodes. Oh, it doesn't come out as often as it needs to. Wow. Well, it's a difficult. It's a, diff, it's a difficult episode. It's, it's a difficult show to uh, produce uh-huh. and to put out. And the reality of it is, there's a lot of music in it, and it probably shouldn't be because it's you know I get a copyright strike. Oh, we ain't so, gonna get in all that. <laughs> so it's probably it's 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 kind of in the midst of transition. I've been trying to figure out a way to best do it. Because even though I am just the co-host, I, I am the producer of it. I am mm-hmm. the social media manager of all these things. I run all these things. I pay for hosting. It's me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I understand that. And, and and again, I'm late on that one because if it's a music podcast, I have to be on it. I have like a list of podcasts I need to check out, specifically black podcasts. So I'm going down the list, but I'm definitely going to be adding that one today. There Especially, are so many. There are you hundreds, said Marvin yeah. Gaye. My little ears peaked up like, okay. <laughs> Okay, now that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I dig our that Marvin episode turned out really well. It was it was unexpectedly. My co-host wanted to do that one. I was like, I mean, I kind of know Marvin, but then I don't. Right. So that ended up being a real a real a real delight to 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 pull off. 
And that's kind of how I feel about the tribe. Like, I know their songs, but I felt like when I started my research, I know them, but I was like, I really don't. I don't know their story. I don't know them individually or personally. I don't even know, like, how they started and how they got to be. So when I started the research, one, I was nervous because I'm like, wow, I'm going going into this without so much knowledge. But at the same time, you know, I'm like, this is a learning experience and it's time for me to learn because, I, you know, I want to give them the love and the honor that they deserve beyond, oh, I really like that hook, you know, so... <laughs> So it was good to to do the research, and I've got more to do, and that's why you're here. So maybe you can fill in the blanks. Nice. Let's see what I can pull from my hat. Oh, about about how they how they how how they met. So this is me. Not nothing is in front of me, but the show notes you sent me. (laughs) If 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 I recall it correctly, uh, Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed Muhammad both went to like a high school school of business in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So that's how those two met up. Jerobi and Fife was friends. I don't know what school they attended, but they were together and had a a you know like they were going to be a group together, as 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 far as I real as far as I know. Yeah. Then, uh, I guess Q Tip managed to hook up with with uh with Fife and Fife and and Jerobi was like, well, don't worry, we'll do this for right now. We still got our thing coming, uh-huh. and it just never came <laughs> because you know it became a tribe called Quest and became a huge deal. And uh, that's what made this uh, the most recent Tribe album, uh, uh, Thank You For Your Service, so dope. Is because all of a sudden, Jerobi is on there, and Jerobi is rapping. Yes. And no white got Jerobi rapping before that. And I was like, we knew Jerobi existed. We just thought he was the hangout man. But no, it turns out he's a pretty gifted MC. I did notice that. And I, I, I had to wait long for that to be uh, given to us. Yeah, I did notice it. I did finally check that out, and I noticed Q-Tip. Shout out to Robin. I was like, oh, oh, you know, and also it made it more special. Like, oh, dag, it's like the re- reunion. But at the same time, the yeah. last we can get more into that. But I am glad that I at least had some extra time to check that out. Yeah. So let me see. What do I have here? And then we can um, we can get into it. Let's see. The story of a tribe called Quest begins in Queens, New York, where Q-Tip, born Jonathan Davis, and Fife Dog, born Malik Taylor, grew up together. In high school, Q-Tip began, began performing as a solo rapper under the name MC Lovechild, and along with friend Ali Shaheed Muhammad as a rapper and a DJ duo. The duo frequently worked with Fife, but he did not become an official member until Jerobi White also joined, then known as the Crush Connection. The group was finally named A Tribe Called Quest after the rap group The Jungle Brothers, also high school friends of them, gave them that name, which stuck. All of this is new information to me, by the way. Nice. (laughs) In 89, they were signed to Geffen Records for a five-song demo deal, which included the track I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Geffen eventually passed on a record deal, and after several offers came in from multiple album deals, the tribe finally signed with Jive Records, a then-independent rap label known for launching Boogie Down Productions. One year later, the group released their debut album, People's Instinctive Travels in the Paths of Rhythm. Shortly after its release, Jerobi White had to leave the group due to personal reasons. Oh, man. Just reading that. Just, oh, oh. Okay. So the album was initially met with mixed reviews, which is surprising. The Village Voice called it upliftingly dope. But while it was rated highly by the source, Rolling Stone writers said it was the least danceable rap albums ever and that it was hard to imagine how people would put this album to use. Weird. It actually was not until the release of the singles Bonita Applebaum and Can I Kick It that momentum slowly grew and the album then went gold six years later. Terrence T, you ready to go back? Let's do it. All right. What do you remember about the first time you heard The Tribe? 
First time I heard them that I can recognize was uh, Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Yep. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. Yep. It was an amazing video. <laughs> it had that weird, weird little running man that showed up in a couple of their videos after the fact. That little stick man they have doing the running oh, man. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I recall this and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, let's see, 1990, around that time is when I moved from uh, from Cleveland to Atlanta. So I was starting to listen to Atlanta radio at that point. Okay. And uh, so I, I probably picked up on it either on like uh, the uh, the Georgia State radio station or maybe like V103 or something like that. Most, more likely the the the, uh, the Georgia State radio station. I don't think V103 would have been playing Trop at that point. Mm. So... Because the V13 is like the popular black music station at that yeah. point in time in Atlanta. You know, we had that and, in Baltimore, uh, but I didn't know it was outside of Baltimore at the time. So that's interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I don't know that now. <laughs> I thought it was Baltimore, you know. But back then, I think I thought the whole world revolved around Baltimore. But anyway. You know, it, it used to be like, you know, stations before iHeartRadio and all bought everything. You know, it used to be a lo- your local station. Yeah. Now, your local station, my local station are probably the exact same station. Right. We just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> Yeah, but Left My Wallet in El Segundo was the, was the jump off. Uh, Benita Bomb, of course, was crazy popular. Oh, man. Can, so, I, can, I kick, can, can I Kick It is the one I think that really got everybody like, whoa. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just it's just because it it's, you know, it's it's and it's, it's really doing it anything with a pretty dope track. You got that. Uh, what is that beat underneath there? Take a take a trip on the wild side. That Yeah. So. Thank you that's, for bringing. Why, thank you for bringing that up because I, I say it all the time. I probably say it every episode, but I just love samples and I love discovering what the original sample is. I had forgotten all about that, but yes. Anyway, I am I am consistently on a who sampled it, trying to figure out who who did where the sample came from, and then oftentimes going back and just checking out the the source material, if you yes. will, and just to see like wow that really came out well or how it worked out or how they end up cutting and chopping it. Also, there's a couple of good. Uh, Instagram follows her one this guy Iron Fader and he'll come through and he'll cut records and show you where the sample was derived from for yes. a, like a, a one of your favorite hip hop tracks so I'm making a note I, that I as well am into a, a, a well done sample Yeah I forgot oh, about the sample but um I'm the same as you. I go on who sampled. No, nine out of ten, I never heard of the original. Uh, this is a whole other discussion. <laughs> Sorry, but when I do discover it, I'm always just amazed because they'll normally take like just a few seconds, and yeah. then they they I don't know they 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 loop it in a way. I'm just I just think is genius. And I know sampling got so much heat in the '90s, but I personally think it's. <sighs> It just made everything so much better to me. I don't know. I just love it. I love discovering samples, and I love to hear that. And I love finding out who they are. But it's, it's like taking someone else's instrumentation and using that as an instrument and in, of its own, you know. Yeah. And so it's brilliant when you hear somebody just all of a sudden. It's like it's like hearing like a master, you know, cellist or something. They just go to work, and you're like, how did you manage that? Right. And the the, be- the best thing, one of the be- best things about Tribal Quest is their production is uh, at such a high level because. The vast majority of people in the group at that point are producers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they are MCs, but Q-Tip, uh, Ali, are, are, and and you know eventually Jay Dilla. These guys are all producers, and they were just so good at what they do. And I'm probably working together probably make them all better at their craft. So yes, I I dig it. <laughs> so I too appreciate uh, a good sample. 
Yeah, I think it's an art to take like a little tiny clip of a song that I think most people have not heard of or not even thinking about and then flip it and, and just make this new beautiful a piece of art with it but um yeah so like you my my first single was left my wallet also gondo i think i saw it on the jukebox network which i keep bringing up did y'all have that in atlanta or were you we, we had uh i think it was just called the box yeah okay yeah so and you I just think, you had to call like another number and request yeah, a video yeah yes yeah so yeah. it started out the jukebox network and then it, it shortened down to the box but yeah i think it was really late at night and this video came on i remember thinking it was weird but what caught my eyes, it was just really different from all rap, from the rap music I was used to. Um, I can't remember this 89 or 90, but I was used to rap music being like really kind of hardcore and aggressive and masculine and, uh, um, you know, machismo, I'm better than you. And this was just like really kind of chill and also kind of comical. And I wasn't used to that yet. So I was just like, hmm, okay. And then the whole, the whole point, I left my wife, like it was a story. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. So I remember that being kind of like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Um, and then I don't remember how long after that, I think the next single I heard actually was probably Can I Kick It? And I remember again, it was light hearted, kind of, um, kind of comical, comical, but just like chill. Yeah. And, uh, when, uh, when Q-Tip says, you know, spread your, spread your arms if you really need a hug. For some reason that just stuck in my head like, <laughs> oh, okay. He's cute. I, you know, it was kind of cute. What he say? What he say? He said, nipper, <laughs> nipper, nipper the dog. Talking about that dog from the RCA. We'll nip up the dog and give a big shove. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm gonna find that lyric. It's so it's so it's just a me. silly lyric. Just the whole spreading uh, his arms and needing a hug. I just you didn't hear that in rap music. So it's a young girl. It's probably 12, 13 ish. I was just being like, okay, that's that's kind of nice. You know, it was just something really different. And um, yeah, it was it was like rap that I could digest because it wasn't all being mean and dissing. It was just kind of lighthearted and chill. And when I think of them, the word chill, excuse me, I'll probably say about 50 times. But I just find their music just like really chill and just kind of thoughtful. But uh, yeah, even now, can I kick it? Yes, you yeah. can. It's like, how can you not? Like, It's a perfect call and response. It, that is, that is, that is, it is like, it, it, it flows with the soul of hip hop at this point. Everybody says that. Every MC will say that. Jay-Z on his uh his first album has him saying, can I kick it as a start of a, what's that song? 22 twos. Mm. It's a thing. They, 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 they add it to the DNA of hip hop with that song. Yeah. And oh, so I'm so appreciative good. of it. And existence. the line was, will nipper the doggy give a big shove? Basically See? talking about will RC, will RCA promote them? Get out. Yeah. Okay. You see how deep that is. And I wouldn't, I never caught that. I probably wouldn't, dog. unless I actually looked up the lyrics, I wouldn't have even, like, he says it so quickly, like, you don't even catch it. And I know yeah. he's, is he talking about the little dog, the mascot in RCA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dog that sits next to the Victrola. I would have never, <laughs> I would have never caught yeah. that, but how much intellect and thought that, you know, to put that together, that, over my head, I, I missed that one. But that just goes to show how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love their lyrics. So I have on here Luck of Lucian, which is funny because I don't think I paid much attention to it when this came out, but I love it now. Like now I put it on and it's on like my chill. Sorry, y'all. That's probably like number 15. I have like a chill playlist when I just want to like work or like just drive and just and that. That's just the whole beat. That, they look just nice. Their voice is nice. I just love it. Lucien is still alive in France and has a family now. Is that not wild? Lucien still just exists and is a good, in a, isn't a good dude and in a good place. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, that's why you here. You bring knowledge. You still bring you stay bringing knowledge and I appreciate No. Again when that when that uh when they released that last album, everybody was lots of tribal quests, you know, uh discussions and, and so forth and retrospectives were about and they were talking about Lucy and they were like, Yeah, Lucy's still a good girl. We we they, I guess they talk every so often, not probably not on the regular, but every now and then you can check in and say, Hey man, what's up? Wow. Alive and well, hanging out, doing it back in France, I guess. That's it's just crazy. Get out. Yeah. Wow, that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. In 1991, the tribe released The Low End Theory, their second album, after developing a growing fan base from touring and doing guest spots on tracks such as De La Soul's A Roller Skating Jam Named Saturday. Ooh, that was my song. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'm not going to start singing. I'm not going to do it. It was on this album that Q-Tip and Fife began their signature vocal back-and-forth exchange with songs that hit upon social issues such as date rape and consumerism check the rhyme was released as the lead single followed by jazz we got and then the anthem oh scenario which i always gotta take a break when i think about it because i don't think i even realized until recently how my blood gets going when i hear it okay and so i'm gonna move on this album received lots of critical praise rolling stone named it it's 154 number 154 among their best 500 albums of all time and also one of the essential the 90s spin magazine listed it among the 90 greatest albums of the 90s and all music calls the record one of the best hip-hop albums in history i just need to go back with de la souls a roller skating jam next saturday because i said i was gonna do it but five days of work one whole day to play come on everybody wear your roller skates today it's saturday it's saturday okay <laughs> I i've only song. ever known that song i've only thought of that song or known that song is saturday in my mind i've never known that song to be yes what's the, what the full title a roller skating jam named Saturday, y'all. Saturday is a Saturday. Saturday is day. I love the beginning of it. It starts with the record track. And then the beat comes in. Oh, it's just, it's just beautiful. It just made me think Saturday. Get out the roller skates. I don't roller skate. I don't care. I work for the video. Cookouts, lemonade, short, short sets. Okay, that's just a whole feel. That's just De La Soul. That's just a whole feel-good thing. Anyway, The Low End Theory, 1991. What was life like then? What was going on? 91 was, uh, let's see, definitely, uh, well, depending upon the, the period of time, was the sophomore year of high school? Yeah. Okay. So, so, well, either freshman or sophomore year, depending on, you know, whatever. And at that point, I think I think I feel like this late, this album came out later in the year. So we'll go with sophomore in high school. Uh, Once I, again. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, when did this album come out? Do you know? So I think 91. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, oh, no. I mean, like, like literally uh, when in 91, if we know. Let's oh, see I don't have the exact time. I just know 91, I was in eighth grade. So, wow. I think this would be the first time I'm not the oldest person on my episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have somebody going, well, I was two when that album came out. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, that's the best when you hear people saying, like, no, I wasn't even born yet. Like, what? What is this? <laughs> and that has been happening, and I'm just shaking my head, like, just no. Who are you? <laughs> it just says 91, so I don't, and I don't want to go tap, 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 tap and elsewhere. But don't worry. We'll go 91. Sophomore yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. Again, my, I, 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 at this point, am a hip-hop head. I listen to W. What is it? W. What was Georgia State's radio station? Whatever Georgia State's radio station is. Mm-hmm. They have a show that still runs to this day, The Rhythm and Vibes. 
used to come on Sundays way late. And so if you if you got it or taped it, you were that much better for the next day when you go talk to your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, did you hear this? Because yeah. they were basically an underground type show. You know what I'm saying? They play they play the stuff that wouldn't get played oftentimes on, on mainstream radio. But New York stuff. So, of course, Tribe was on there. And so... Everybody loves scenario, and I get a scenario is amazing. And scenario, look, that Buster Rhymes verse on scenario still stands, you know, the test of time. Oh but my gosh, uh, scenario. Check the, check the rhyme and butter, and verses from the abstract. Mm-hmm. Them is my joints from from the low end theory. Yes, and and verse from the abstract in particular because it's a uh, Vinnie Mojica singing on it. Yeah, and it's just I don't know everything about that song just grooves me. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm moving. Yes, I'm grooving because my mouth is on the moto. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. like, oh, that's so dope. Oh. So that that's that's why scenario is uh, like you put I put it on you know you put that on your gym playlist <laughs> or something like that because you know I heard you rushed and rushed and, and attacked, attacked then came through and yeah so it's Can like oh yeah uh, uh, it'll uh. get you it'll get you there quickly but it's something about I'm a, I'm one of those dudes who's just I'm just you know lyrics lyrics rapping rap rapping 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 yeah and. He, I was saying something about uh, verses from the abstract. Q-Tip came through, Vinny Mojico singing, and it just was, I don't know, it's just something that, that's my joint off of Low End Theory. Yes, so I'm with you. Check the Rhyme, and I, I feel like, so Check the Rhyme, I liked at that time, but it was another song that I've grown to appreciate over time. Probably, I liked it then and thought it was cool, but 10 years after, it was like, oh, yeah, and even 10 years later, I'm like, oh, it's just like yeah. the nostalgia of it. That is also my my recent playlist. I, my standout lyrics from that one is um, you on point tip all the time, Fife. You on point Fife all the time, tip. You on point Fife all the time, tip. You on point Fife all the time, tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Ah, when I hear the two of them together like that, I mean sometimes just in my everyday life, I'm like you on point tip all the time, Fife. It just makes me want to dance. I'm like what? Ah, the two of them, the back and forth and the the way they go together is just like peanut butter and jelly to me. I just love it. Scenario. So I have a a specific, well, somewhat specific in the sense that I've had the same memory with other songs. But ah, I I think this came out summertime. I just remember being hanging around my neighborhood. And it was one of those songs like everybody had to know and love. It was an anthem. Everybody just was in love with it. And I remember hanging out with a group of kids and a bunch of boys and everybody's rapping and everybody's taking turns doing the parts and I didn't know the lyrics like that but I just knew just being in the group singing that song the energy which is so high and just the vibe and it's just the love everybody's in the same place everybody's in tune now when I and I liked it and it was cool but it's like 15 20 years after it after that time now i get so excited i put this on about two weeks ago when i started doing research and i'm in my dining room by myself husband and kid in the other room and i'm going crazy i don't even know all the words but it's just like it just pulls me i don't i don't even know what it is but it just gives me so much damn energy that i feel like if i need energy i just need to put this on my favorite part is at the very end when Buster come on comes on as I combine all the juice from the mind heal up wheel up bring it back come rewind powerful impact boom from the cannon not bragging try to reap a mind just imagine both can't build berries necessary when digging into my library oh my gosh oh my gosh eating I do still like the one piece of <sighs> he just blows my mind 
line. He like he steals the show with his voice and the strength and just oh. And like I said to myself, I need to learn that and just to get myself pumped sometime. I need to learn that part, especially at the end of it. He just goes crazy. I just love it. It is just the word. It's just it. It's it's something about a posse cut, not just a posse cut, but a posse cut of your absolute favorite MCs. Yes. This is this is leaders of the new school. Uh, Jungle Brothers, a tribe called Quest, and mm-hmm. uh, and like everybody, all those, all of the native tongues, basically, former like Voltron to make something insane. Thank you. And yes, I just Voltron. yeah, it, it's 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 a, it's appreciated on a level always. Again, everybody knows that people like how can you not know raw raw like a dungeon dragon? Raw raw like the dungeon dragon. <laughs> <laughs> his part, I, I love the whole thing, but on his like I, I got I got to break a sweat. I think a sweat right now talking about it because okay. And if they're not feeling it, people need to go back and listen to it right now. It will make you feel so live. It just, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. But you said the right thing when you said posse, because yeah. that's exactly what it feels like. Just a group of just the coolest, illest guys just having the most fun. I can't even imagine what it was like writing that and being in the studio. But, oh, yeah, it's just. You, you, if, you ever, if you ever consider, you should probably do an episode just about posse cuts of the 90s. Mm. When te- people teamed up and knocked it out. Oh. Just brilliant <laughs> it's, it's 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 almost all of them are always high energy yes you know exchanges and and and, and lyricism and so forth you got a couple you got you know, what is it all the same gang and it was the new york one it Self, was uh self-destruction. self-destruction i do have a note yeah. on that i'm i'm writing this down right now you had it for self-destruction yeah. okay <laughs> so yeah you, you, those were a little more okay you know i don't know tender i guess is how we word it but it was still great you know you had people you know coming together to uh Rap for the cause, I guess. Yes, I'm so. thinking of some other ones too. Yeah, yeah, I'm making note to that one. Pretty good. Yeah. So jazz we got. I kind of remember. I didn't remember that as much, and only that I saw that they then cut that video into bugging out. Don't really remember that one as much, but check the Rama scenario. Oh, just love. Just I, I, I will play that today. You yeah. know. So, the highly anticipated third album, Midnight Marauders, was released in late 1990. Featured tracks Electric Relaxation, Oh My God, and Award Tour, which went on to become their high charting song at that time and entered Billboard's top 10. Side note, also in 93, Q-Tip starred in Poetic Justice opposite Janet Jackson as Markel, her boyfriend. They, uh, the pair became good friends and he later appeared on her song Got Till It's Gone on the Velvet Rope album in 1997. Now I have to uh, say, no, I'm going to go ahead and let you start. Okay. Well, one, let me tell you something. November 93 stands out to any hip-hop head as one of the greatest months ever. Mm. In that month, you got, of course, Midnight Marauders, but you also got Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Yes. You got Wu-Tang's Into the 36. Mm. That all came out in the same month, usually within weeks of or weeks or, uh, and days of each other. So that month is one of the most insane months for hip-hop ever, and it covers, like, basically the, all of all, genres of it you know you got east and west and it's and and you know your your, your native tongues type stuff but you got the hardcore and then the woo and you got the gangster gangster and snoop so that's an insane month wow. this is by far my hands down favorite uh tribe album okay it is my one it is my one of my top five albums of all time it means the world to me does it Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is my this is my track. I I I sat with my daughter when she was a baby singing electric relaxation <gasps> oh <my> <laughs> because I like she'd be up at night and I just rock to her and, and because the the you know the the hook is relax yourself, girl. Please set so down. Oh and so I would gosh. just rock her back and forth singing that to her. 
try to calm her down to, to get her back to sleep. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, this is my this is my is my everything album. Everything about it is it is it is one of the few albums I would call perfect. There are no skippable tracks. You can go through the entirety of this album. Yes. End to end without any issues. I love to tell the story of Lyrics to Go because I love Lyrics to Go so much, but Lyrics to Go uh has the sample of uh Maya Rudolph from Inside My Love. Oh. And you know she has that part in Inside My Love where she just hits the high note. Yeah. Well that 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 plays pretty much underneath the entirety of Lyrics to Go. But it's still considered a sample. And Maya Rudolph always talks about how that paid for her college. So really? Maya Rudolph from from SNL and everything and uh, you know uh Bridesmaids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, was my Rudolph's daughter, and it was a Minnie Ripperson. Yeah, so she, basically, she went to school on a tribe called Quest sample. Oh wow! <laughs> so you know, dope. and I didn't know that, so I'm making a note right now that to check that out. Yeah. Gosh, this song is so good. I, I, I said everything about that. I love everything about them. End to end, there's nothing about it that I'm like, well, that could be done better. No, end <laughs> to end, it's perfectly mixed. It's perfectly uh, developed. It's it's it's. The cover is, of course, one of the most amazing things in all of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It, 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 again, it means the world to me. That's like just, it's just my, it's my hands down favorite tribe album end to end. The first CD I bought, because, oh. you know, everybody was on tapes for a long time. First yep. CD I bought was, was Midnight Marauders. I had it on tape. I have it on a record over here on my shelf over here. I, it's my stuff. It's my joint. Yes. So you yeah. brought up electric relaxation, and I had to take a deep sigh. Because, oh, mm, okay. I made a note, even though I don't need it, but I, I think, okay, so when I first heard Electro, Electric Relaxation, first I saw the video, and I, I really liked it. It came on radio, so back on these days, I'm not sure if I had CDs yet. Let me see, 93, I don't know. I don't know if I had a CD player yet. But back in these days, if I really liked a song, I had a tape player, you know, I would get blank tapes, and I would wait for it to come on the radio. When it came on the radio, I would sit there and just hit record, so I would have my own uh, uh, copy of it and play it whenever I wanted to. Electric relaxation just hit me in a place that I don't know, just 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 deep, I don't I don't know what it was. I had to rewind and play that song over, over and over and over, I think for hours. I have decided and realized that I think it is my number one favorite rap song of all time because I never, ever get sick of it. I always listen to it. It's like I just sink in my chair when I hit it like, oh, Stretch out your legs, let me make you ball. Drive you insane, drive you up the ball. It also has like my favorite lyrics. It's just, oh goodness, just just the most wonderfulest, warmest, with the endorphin release I get from that song. It just makes me feel so good. It is just my favorite. I never get sick of it. It's just anything that reminds me of it. And it has my favorite lyrics, I think, of all time. Okay, wait a minute. I want to mess this up. If my moms don't approve, then I just elope. Let me take the little man from inside the boat. Let me hear from the frit of him. Ah! Let me hear her from the back. Go on, what? Cause your hernia. Bust off on your couch. Now I got Seamus furniture. What? Yeah. 
don't know if y'all had Seamus furniture down 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 your way. No. Seamus furniture was always was always a joke. We always crack jokes about semen furniture. And then to have somebody make that same joke that we've been making this whole time. Oh so no, we didn't so have a Seamus furniture. I assume he was talking about a different Seamus furniture. No, there's literally a furniture called store called Seamus Furniture. It was a double entendre. <laughs> he, he was literally yeah he was making the joke about yeah semen on, on one's furniture but it's actually a furniture store that was called semen's furniture get out it's, it's, it's the slickest little line no. and like <laughs> yeah no i only know it for the joke and I, that's what i was hoping it was but oh i don't know i just i just love this song so much it just it's just it's just i want to i want to find you the sample the sample is something so dope legs. let me make you bowl all right there, so now there's a there's a CD called, uh, or whatever, a mixtape that came out some years back called Dropping Science from the uh, guys at Blue Note. And they basically, like, music they owned mm-hmm. and they, that, that had been sampled. So, uh, and it's just like, they, they put it out so you could like kind of pick out the samples from it. Who, may, who is that sample from? Ah, goodness. I wish I could find it for you. Mystic Brew. Mystic Brew by Ronnie Foster. Yes, yes. Yes, and like that's such a dope little track, and like every night, like so, I, I'll go back and listen to Mystic Brew sometimes now. Yes, off the, yeah, just, and just because I like, I love it, and it just makes it. Of course, it takes me into electric relaxation. So, so just yes, just um, doing the research for this, I decided. Okay, I love that that the the sound of that song so much. Let me go find out what it is, and it, you know, go to who sampled immediately. I'm like, oh man! So I did make a note. It's a 1972 song called Mystic Brew. I don't have the artist, but yes, I'm like, who found that? That's genius to me. Who found this album? Plucked out this track, put a rap beat. It's beautiful. Dude, Ali Ali Shaheed Muhammad is a, is an ill producer, and Q-Tip is a huge record collector. So you combine those two, and they probably get you know that's probably how these things occurred. You know, most situations. That makes so but much if you, sense. If you can find the Drop in Science mixtape by Blue Note, like I said, it, it's, it's basically like rap's greatest samples that's in the Blue, the, the Blue Note catalog. And that Missy Brew by Ronnie Foster is one of them. Ronnie it's like the Foster. second track on there. There you go. Yeah, Ron- Still, so. Stay dropping knowledge. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. look that up. Oh, man. Um, so a war tour, of, of course, was really, really fun. Um, that's another one. It has that sort of group posse sound to it, just big, big. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun, but ooh, I, I'm still I'm still thinking about electric right now. <laughs> That's my man Dave from Pasa News on the on the sample on the on the on the hook on the war tour. So I, I love that man. Yeah. Plug 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 two if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Keep it plugging. Wow, good stuff. Fourth album, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, was released in 1996. It featured a darker sound with far less samples. The album would eventually go platinum by 98, and the lead single, Once Again, was nominated for Best Rap Performance by a Group, and the whole album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album. So let's see. This one I probably don't know as many songs from. Let's see. They had Keep It Moving, Wordplay, Get A Hold, oh, Stressed Out with Faith Faith Evans. I do recall that one. But other than that, I don't have a whole lot of memories of these particular tracks. What about you? So uh, this is a it's a fine album. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, you know what the problem with this one is it's a three and a half four star album when when their history is five stars all the time. Mm. So this is where this is where they begin to stumble, and the stumbling on this is because uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just say it, it's because of consequence. Yeah. Q Tip brings his cousin in here. Basically doesn't tell anybody about it. Basically you know says hey you now are in a tribe called Quest. 
and didn't discuss with anybody at the time. And so they're like, well, you can't just be saying people are in this group that without checking with us first. What, what is that nonsense? So this is when they this 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 is the actually the the beginning of the end, if you will, of a tribe called Quest. Because, like I said, you can't just be bringing in people. I don't care if it is your cousin, right? And and and, and consequence is a is a is a is a pretty good MC. I'm not saying he's the best, but this is when it starts going awry. <laughs> but what what you come up on this is they they call the production on this the Uma, which oh. is Alicia Muhammad, Q-Tip, and JD, who everybody else knows is Jay Dilla. But he used to be JD to me, and I, I but because there was a JD from Atlanta, you know, saying he eventually had to go with Jay Dilla just to kind of separate himself from the pack. But he was JD at the time, J A Y D E E, and it was so dope. But but he helped out on production here. You know what I'm saying uh, Q Tip had, had found him at this point and uh, brought him in, and that's that that dark sound, if you will, is really a mm. Detroit sound, mm. and and it, it's a it's an addition that that it, again changes how music go is going forward because JD becomes oh who is that dude okay. And people want to know about him and want to get and want to work with him and, and, and get in with him. And so things that of that nature start from this album. Right. So even though it's the beginning of the Infor Tribe, it's the beginning for JD, mm. which is a, which is a great deal. Uh, Phony Rappers was pretty uh, was pretty dope off of here. Uh, once again, is was the single, which is pretty good because they that's when they bounce back to that your own point fife. Once right. again, and they, so they do that whole that back and forth again. So you kind of get it set off. Like okay, but yeah, nah. <laughs> you know, stressed out is is a fine song, but Fife's not on the original version. They had to they had to make a, a video version, add him to it. Hmm. That's what are you doing? Not having Fife on on a track at this point? Yeah, yeah. So probably there's something going on behind the scenes, like you said, with you know Q-Tip bringing yeah. in his cousins and stuff, and it's probably things going on that change their dynamic a little bit and. You know, it's funny because I, I remember watching um, you know, when when I was younger, I would see these biopics and you see like groups like break up and have issues. And from the outside, it's like, how can y'all break up? How can this happen? How da 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 da? And then as you get older, then they start getting the, the stories and the movies come out and then you start to see, oh, it's not all butter. You know, when you see these videos no. and everybody's having fun, it, it's it look, it's easy to assume that everything is great all the time and they're friends and it's love and it's family and it's so much fun. You forget they're real people with real things going on so probably things were going on behind the scenes because then when you find out they broke up out of nowhere you're like what we're blindsided but we forget that it's still stuff going on you know in their relationships behind the scenes so who even knows but yeah i hate to think it was probably the beginning of the end but but yeah i don't remember any big songs from this album i had to remember stressed out and i only remember because of faith's hook Yep, stressed out, stressed out, and once again, where the where the where the big standouts from this one though, I, I get a hold is pretty dope and keep it moving. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the K guy M. I keep it moving. Those are pretty good songs off of this album. Get a hold is just cool. It starts with a with a sick little sample. It's got a dope track underneath it. So I would say I would recommend that you actually spend that one before you do anything. If you bother with anything else on this album, because okay. it's just it has it's got a real special groove to it. I dig it. But that's all Q-tip on that song. That is no fife at all. So if you are a fan of fife, don't <laughs> don't don't go feet first in to get a hole. <laughs> yeah, and I like them together. That's when you really start picking up on JD's vibe as a producer too. Yeah. That yeah, I'm telling you, that's a that's a good 
It's a good song. <laughs> and I was not that familiar with Jay Dilla then. In fact, I did not hear the name Jay Dilla until way into my late 20s, being spoken about as a producer through a, f- a musician friend's mind locally here in Baltimore. Before then, I had never really heard of him or... You know, I probably wasn't as in tune with, like, the production of things. You know, oh, besides, oh, that, that sounds really good. But I didn't really hear his name for much, many, many years later. But I funny. People, hmm? I was going to say, I tell people all the time, if you want to you want a good little something, go find the JD Bounce remix okay. of Ooha Got You All in Check. And all of a sudden, you'll, I think you'll, I think that'll, that'll begin one's appreciation of JD's work, J. Dilla's work. Because that. Like I listened to that one. I listened to the original version of uh, "Got You All in Check." Really? So the hmm. the JD Bounce remix, yeah. <laughs> and I still hear his name, Jay Dilla. So he definitely had impact. I. He, he's uh, his birthday and and he passed in February. So every Black History Month, hip hop heads of a certain of a certain ilk will always speak of him because, like I said, he both he both he both was born and died in February, and it's Black History Month. So everybody always tries to pay their respects to to, to Mr. Yancey because he was just that important. And people still to this day will use uh, Dilla tracks because he made had tons and tons and tons and tons of beat tapes. Mm-hmm. So his, his mom controls his uh his 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 catalog, and so people sample or take full like he has tracks that are made, and so you can get a you can get a fresh JD track a lot <laughs> often wow. even even now. So that deserves more, uh, a second look. That deserves more attention then. Okay. Yeah. Just made a little asterisk. Got to check out that track. And actually what you just said is pretty much my same note. It uh, goes along with my same note I had. I said, after Beats Rhymes in Life, Q-Tip, Fife, and DJ JD, who I did not know was Jay Dilla, uh, yeah. began producing for other artists such as Je- Janet Jackson, Keith Murray, Faith Evans, and Whitney Houston. The fifth album, The Love Movement, was announced as their last and was released in 1998. Oh, this makes me sad. The the group was noted in Source Magazine um, that frustrations with the label Jive was a major reason for them breaking up. Critical reception was still good, and it was again nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album. So this came out in 1998, and the only track I had noted, because it was the only track I really remember, was Find My Way. Now, I do remember, I like this one. So you caught my heart from the evening. And I remember they had little words on the video, and then the beat comes on. Yeah. So, okay, this was this song gave me more of the feeling of midnight marauders you know i was i was really feeling this one did you remember some of this song this album i can promise you with with the exception of finding my way i never listened to this album i knew it was their last album i I knew it was their last album i knew they weren't happy with it and so i was like well i'll never i'll never i'll never bother i to this day never listened to love movement yeah i only only i only know find my way and that's because that was their single and of course like we said it was on the box and it got it got some burn but nope they didn't like this album I was like, well, if they don't like it, I'm not to be bothered with it. So I, to this day, I have not listened to this album. If this album is brilliant, if this album is fantastic, my apologies, I don't know it as such. <laughs> well, you know, if they didn't like it, that probably says a lot from it. I mean, I really don't have any other notes from it besides that song. And I remember the single. I there didn't know it was their last. Just, there's hmm? somebody right now just screaming at us like, that's the greatest album <laughs> But my apologies. I just, no, it never, ever, ever got any burn. Yeah. I never bought it. I don't. I don't own it in any way, shape. I'm not. I didn't illegally download it. You know, I do, I wouldn't hit LimeWire or Snapster for this. Nothing. Oh, LimeWire. I know. Wire. I know that one track. And that, and that was is it. <clears throat> okay. Well, moving on then. <laughs> After the tribe broke up, and I, I hate to say that 
Oh, and I actually wrote a note, and I hate having to say that because it feels so wrong. <laughs> Q-Tip released his first solo album in 1999, Amplified, and I was feeling it. It eventually went gold and debuted at number 28 and included the two hits, Breathe and Stop, For Real, Give Me What You Got, and uh, Vibrant Thing. Now, I have a feeling he probably got a lot of criticism from hip-hop people for this album, but... As a girl that like to shake my booty, I was I was here for it. Uh, this 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 was a banger. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh, oh, okay. Everybody, everybody knew about Vibrant Thing. And, 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 and that video that video was dope he had girls in there shaking the booty and of course they were like they, they, it, i'm telling you yes. everything goes everything goes and, and and i think people were like man hip-hop q-tip is such an, an interesting producer because uh he did a lot of uh work on uh mob deep's second album of the infamous okay and so there's a melodicness to the infamous that you that that that, that you're like where is that coming from and it's q-tip yeah, you know I'm saying he was. He, I, I want to. Did he go by the abstract on the production of that? Maybe, but yeah, it's there, there's just something to it as a producer. Don't sleep on Q-Tip's production. I would hope not. Oh, but no. just in case you were, go to yeah, the the infamous and so forth. And then so he comes through with this, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. my man. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> And look, I always thought he was kind. Of, I always thought he was kind of cute, cause you know, oh, we didn't get into Benita Apple. Benita Apple bombers when I was like, oh, they got a song. Oh, they soft, they cute and stuff. But then this came out with the ad, and I wanted to be an ass chicken girl. Up in that video, he was looking fly. I was like, yes, honey. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I wanted to shake my booty up on him. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I had to get this album because vibrant thing and breathing stop. These are two ass shaking beats dancing up tempo songs i'm for it and i usually have a three song rule that i always bring up two songs i bought it i was like here my money nice. baby here we go bobo here you go i love you breathe and stop for real get what you got uh-uh but that whole album was pretty good did you ever listen to it i don't i'm gonna say i did but i have no real like deep whatever of it yeah, yeah. I At that know. point, like I said, I'm, I'm 99 is uh, 99, 99. I'm near certain that's when, uh, uh, what's the label that uh that uh, Black Star's on? Raucous. Okay. I want to say that's like the first year of Raucous type shit. So of course I'm I'm over here. I'm in I'm deep in the underground at this point. I'm so whatever. Oh. Uh, also, I got I got married in '99. So you know what I'm saying? Your boy was uh, going through some things in life. <laughs> so. Oh, in '99, I think I was 21. I was college. <laughs> you got very young. Wow. I, I, yeah. So uh, I, '99 uh, was was Raucous for me because it's just like it is it, it, uh. Feral Monster's album, which what I don't even remember Feral Monster's album from that's from the, that's the one with uh the one with uh get up on it. Get the fuck up. Yeah. Simon says that that album came out that year, yeah. Black Star's album came out that year. So I was all about Raucous at that point. And Q tip was like, Hey, you know, he cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point I was probably college age, so I could I was twerking and dancing and booty and you know and really feeling myself basically i had a little yeah, money yeah. get myself some little gear had a little car i think 99 actually is the year i bought my first car so i had a little car i'm going to campus i'm feeling all grown and cute so i was like yes <laughs> cute tip yes that's my boo-boo you know nice <laughs> you know he was looking really cute so yeah i, def- I actually really liked that album and, and buster was on one of the tracks and he just he stole in the end of the track 
it's like he's going in the studio and Q-Tip sounds like he's falling on the floor laughing. Fuck you think I'm any fucking plant? Hey yo, come on. What the fuck we doing this shit for? <laughs> fucking hey yo, what is bomb? Yo, when Buster Rhyme shit come out, I'm fucking hey yo. Hey yo, come on, I'm tired of these motherfucking rapping there. Some of these rap niggas is bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And I always loved the track. It was so funny. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but I always loved listening to the end of that. It was so much fun. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So after this point, I honestly didn't know Q-Tip had done anything else. I think for me, the tribe, everybody disappeared for years. And it wasn't until I began research for this this episode that I realized that people did go on and producing things. And it was actually you who made me check out his his last solo album, which was released in 2009, Come All the Abstract. And I went in with low expectations because, you know, when you don't hear from an artist for a long time and then you hear that they release something because I had never heard of it. You know, you're you kind of think, well, maybe it's the quality is not as good. And then it's been so long. It's like I don't want to ruin, you know, the, the idea I have in my head. But I put the, I found it on Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. In my car, and I drove home and have a good commute. And I listened to the whole damn thing without skipping. And for a girl with the attention span that I have, it was pretty damn good. I was actually pleasantly surprised at just how good the whole thing sounded. I didn't skip anything. I thought it was really solid. I thought it was very, very good, actually. And I was really surprised. I made a note of a track called Caring, which I thought was so pretty. There's this lovely R&B sound. It's soft and tender. And then another track called If It... Even if it is so, yep. super chill, and I added that to my chill, my chillax and playlist. Really surprised. Two thousand nine, I had no idea he had an album out, and this is actually pretty, pretty damn good. That that album was actually recorded in two thousand one. What? It 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 got a European release, or or got either way, it got shelved. Mm-hmm. Was not going to be released because they they didn't think they could sell it because it's so very different from uh from a. Amplified. amplified yeah yeah it it's is. like you know this is a very chill thing he learned how to sing i forgot the, the type of singing that is this is I, like i said I, I really researched this back in the day because i was like really cute was about to do something special <laughs> and i end up, that is one of the things i end up, albums i did get off of you know uh, uh file sharing programs back in the day because <laughs> it got shelved everybody knew about it I'm, i've been i've been on an, an what would i am an okay player i've been down with okay player for forever mm. and so we used to really talk about music on that site for all the time and uh, I remember them saying the the chat the, the the burn of this was like yo this is gonna this is gonna be amazing and then it got shelved so then it became like one of those we have secrets now we have some things that we have oh, to wow. keep put away because at that time lots of dope stuff got shelved. Uh, Pete Rock has a little brother of uh, Grap Lover and he they he had a group called I and I and I and I had a single that had some good burn, but they just weren't it wasn't gonna sell and they shelved their entire album. So these this is the time when hip hop label or album. You know, labels would just nah. It's not gonna sell. I'm not gonna sell it here, or they or it'll it'll sell. So we'll we'll put it out in Europe hmm. and Japan. They'll put it in places where they can they can get a little money off of it. So I have I have been listening to this since like 2001, 
And it's such a fun album. And, when, and like, so I didn't realize they had released it until like we were discussing it. And I was like, they released that? Oh, wow. wow. In, two, in, in, two, in 2009. So, and uh, ne- ne- never is going to be a huge deal, but it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant album. I really think it is. It's something it really real was. special about it. I was really surprised by it. Um, you know, it, it is completely different from Amplified. I mean, it doesn't have the big dance beats, which I'm normally for, but it's a lot of like, so the thing I liked about it, and I've been having this conversation with my friends recently, and actually now knowing that it was recorded in 2001 makes more sense. So I've had a lot of friends, we've had, I've been in a lot of discussions where, you know, we're talking about new R&B and new rap and, you know, where's it going and is it, you know, why isn't it, it as any good? And um, one of the big differences is that rap is now trap music and trap has a very different sound. And I think that R&B also has a lot of trap influences and it's all well and good. But my issue with trap is for me, it's not a very rich sound. And I don't know, it just it doesn't have the the richness and the, the harmonies and some of the grooves that the older music has. I'm an old I'm an old school person. I'm an old head. I'm always going to appreciate old music. But when I heard this and, I, and again, I'm thinking this came out old nine. I'm like. This is why I'm having an issue with new rap. I'm not getting this groovy, mellow melodies. You know, I'm like, I like this type of rap. And I don't hear that on the radio anymore. And well, now knowing how much older it is, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But when I heard this, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. This song is for you. like uh the kids who grew up with like music class you know they got rid of music class for some time those are the people who appreciate this kind of stuff because these are the people whose music teachers used to play records for them or you know play an instrument for them and therefore we develop an appreciation for harmonies and and, and dissonant sounds and so forth and i don't i'm not knocking people who uh who make music now i I, I, i've got that's some stuff i've only recently kind of grown into i'm like you know what man it's not for me i'm not here to yuck yo yum that's your that's your that's your jam or your thing enjoy it Mm-hmm. But I swing, I go this way. And so I appreciate the musicality of it. I appreciate him singing. I always like an MC who sings for whatever reason, yeah. who can't sing, who doesn't sing the greatest, you know, mm-hmm. but sings well enough that you can like, I can appreciate what you was doing, Q. So I, I dig it, man. So yeah. I, 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 that's why that's why this album, like I said, I have this on a burnt CD from, again, probably around 2001, 2002. Wow. And I love it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's why I, that's, that's why I brought it up for uh, for you initially. I was like, I think you might dig this, and you because were right. I think everyone will, yeah. <laughs> and you were right. I heard this, and I immediately was like, um, this is what I'm talking about. When I turn on the radio, I mean, when I think of rap, of course, I'm thinking about stuff from the '90s and the early 2000s. I like to hear grooves and harmonies and different layers and instrumentation and all that embellishment. And that's again not to knock the new stuff because you know. It, it's for it's uh, it's for other people. It doesn't have to be for me. That's fine, and yeah. I can still appreciate their artistry as writers and uh, lyricists. But I like a little bit more something. I like to snap my fingers. I like I like a little ooh, you know. I like I like a little something. But um, yeah, this was more like mm, this is more my level. This is more from more for me. So that was a good point. Good for pointing that out. Yeah. Oh, that brings us to the final album, which I just started to listen to a little bit this week, and I didn't get to really 
get into as much as Kamali Abstract, but it was released, I think, in 2016. That's what I saw online, unless it came out earlier, and I and this was a re-release. But it was called We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. Oh, that makes me so sad just hearing. They, 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 I guess they had begun, they had made amends, they had made peace with, and with Fife. Yeah. And started putting, started putting this together and super, or super quiet about it. No one knew about it yet. This right. was not something that had been announced or anything like that. There was going to be a surprise release. And Fife got, Fife who uh, suffered from uh, diabetes. Yes. Got super sick, passed away in March, I believe, of 2016. Yes, March 10th, 2016. And then, like, they were then, like, so not, not shortly thereafter, but let's say the summer thereafter, talk was happening. They're like, there's a Tribe Called Quest album coming. These people were working on it. There's a Tribe Quest, there's going down. Tribe Called Quest is coming back. They got an album, and Fife was, was, was alive when they recorded it, and so forth and so on. And so mm-hmm. it became the talk. And it's, it, it is a Tribe Called Quest album. Uh, if if Marauders is my five, you know what I'm saying, I, I, you know five out of five, then uh, we got from here is a four and a half, four seven five, because it's that good. Oh wow! It they brought in they brought in the right people to assist. You know what I'm saying? They uh, to 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 come to to do tracks with them. Jerobi comes through with wow. spitting like fire. And I'm like, wait a minute, this whole time you've been able to do this, right? Come on, man. We we've been we've been had. I we know. could have been having years of Jerobi. Jerobi is a if I'm not mistaken, he he is a, a trained chef. Hmm. So I don't know if, if that if all that because uh, I remember saying that once and he was like he was mad about it. like he hit me up on Twitter about that. I told somebody he was like somewhere, I think I said he was in the DMV and I believe he was in Atlanta or something like that. He was like real specific about it. I'm like, I didn't at you. Yeah, I mean, you out here searching your name on Twitter. Wait a minute. He actually tweeted you back. <laughs> yeah, he gave to me back. It was like wrong. Cause I was like, I think he, I, I said, what did I say? I said, I think he is a chef in the DMV. And oh. he, re- he responded back wrong. And I'm like, nothing more, no more than that. But I'm oh. like, oh, oh, okay. I'm like, that means you out here hunting for this, my dude, <laughs> or, oh, or got wow. a bot set up to do it. But I had to laugh at that. And you know what? But, so when I was listening to it and I heard them shout him out, because when I'm listening to it, I'm not, I wasn't, I didn't know that was him. And I think YouTube said something about Jerobi, and I mentioned it before. I was like, oh, whoa, they got him back. So at the beginning of this, I always wondered, gosh, I wonder what made him leave the group to begin with. I mean, it just has personal reasons. I always wonder when someone leaves a group right before they blow up, how did people deal with that, you know? And, and he was gone that whole time, right? Like he never made any appearances into this last album is that correct let's see i'm actually i'm actually looking up mr jeroby white right now so i'm like how uh, he, he left the group in 1991 to attend culinary school he continued to pr- produce songs with dj roster root and bandmate five dog until the latter's death in 2016 he appeared on the album on the one album <laughs> he was instinctive he had verses recorded for low end theory but they didn't use them oh uh, he was mentioned on a skit for Midnight Marauder, so of course they, you know, they keep his name up. Hmm. Uh, okay, so and he, I guess, what it's say, he was also mentioned on Fife's uh, solo solo album uh, Ventilation. Mm-hmm. So it's like I guess they always had love for him. He just wasn't, you know, yeah. making music with him until this one. So I guess he just really was focused on something else because you know I wonder when he left was it something he wanted to do or something he had to do, but. To leave a group like this, it makes me like, wow, like how? But it sounds like that was probably what he wanted to do if he stayed away and they still had love. So, yeah. so okay. He went to culinary school. 
So maybe he's a chef, maybe not wrong. We'll know, but <laughs> well, does say he went to culinary school? So I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, so I know. I know for sure he is a chef. I just maybe he wasn't a chef at the time in the in the DMV era. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he was in Atlanta because that's where Fife was at, <laughs> and him and Fife were, were buddies. And I, I remember reading, hearing about. I want to say he, maybe in that documentary discussed that he cooked for Fife because Fife was you know a diabetic, so he would cook for Fife to try to keep Fife's health right because that's his homeboy. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, so he would look out for him and like, I'm going to, you know, just cook you up some stuff, prepare you some uh, meals for the week or whatever, and so forth. So, Jerobi, good dude all around, talented MC. Wish we could get more from him. Wow. Uh, this, al- this, this album is very solid. My favorite song on here is Solid Wall, solid wall of Sound. Okay. I think I might it's have heard got, that, but let me make a note. It's got a, uh, what is that sample on there? I don't, Elton John. It, oh, it's not even a sample. It's Elton John singing on this album. So, there you go. Wow. Nice. And uh, that was a that was a day one purchase. I went I went out and got that immediately. I actually bought that album digitally and physically because that's just what it's one of those things I do. I try to support uh, my, the artists I love by buying physical because it said they right. I've read multiple times that they say that's how they get the most money. Right, right, right. So Sp- Spotify fans spins are great, but you got to get a lot of spins before it becomes you know valuable to them. Oh, so I can I'm, do that, but yes, I, I got. You. I am I am still the guy who buys physical media. And, yeah. Uh, it's good That's to just going to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. So you brought up the Beats Life and, um, is it called Beats Life or Beats Rhythm Beat, and Life? Be, yeah, Beats, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Beats, Rhymes, and Life documentary, which I think I've seen um, advertised and um, I just made a note of it, but I haven't checked it out. So I'm, I just made a note that I have to I have to see that. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. The poster of this documentary hangs in my house because I really loved it. Michael Rappaport, who you've probably seen in all kinds of things and yeah. is sometimes problematic in his own way, <laughs> uh, produced uh, produced and directed this uh, doc. And it's it's so good. Mm. It uh, basically explains how, you know, they they, they came together and fell apart. Mm. And like I said, they were, Q-Tip in particular, was very unhappy with this documentary when it first came out. Really? And yeah, because it, it, I, I guess it showed a side of him he didn't want out there. <laughs> The non-Q side? You mean he has a side that's not adorable? Q-tip, like many genius artists, a bit of an asshole. So, <laughs> and you get to witness it in, in like, like I said, it is right there happening. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, you are, you are not cool. Oh, well. But what I, it is, is he's a musical genius. Yeah. And sometimes geniuses are, you know, they have a way they, they work. Yep. And it's not always yeah. pleasant. But the end result is always worth it. So I got you know, to to music heads, maybe not their friends. <laughs> true, true that. Well, I got to check it out. If you haven't checked it out, I need to, too. So that's that's my homework. That's my takeaway for this. Uh, you said it's on Crackle. Might be available on Crackle. Yep. yep. For, you can go get it for free on Crackle. I would tell you to go uh, buy the Blu-ray because why not? Because <laughs> why not? Because we love the tribe. Yeah. Oh man, so much stuff I need to check up on. So let's see, life had mo- life moved on after the tribe dismantled. Um, Ali Shahid joined up with Raphael Sadiq and Don Robinson to form Lucy Pearl. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, he also produced for other artists and at one time had a hip hop podcast on NPR. They, 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 it's, it's, they, it's not on NPR anymore, but it still exists. They just been on, on a break. It's uh, called Microphone Check. It's with him and a uh, writer, Franny Kelly. It's really good. Just go listen to the back catalog. Okay, it's, it's a it's a it's a fantastic podcast, and and it's always interesting to hear Ali's take on things. 
Yeah. It's a real smart, real smart dude. Yep. So that's a note for people listening to podcasts. If even if they don't have new episodes, back catalog, there's still yeah, for sure, still, for sure. still good content out there. Fife Dog also went on to record a solo album, Ventilation, as you had mentioned, in 2000 with the lead single, Flawless, which contained a diss to Q-Tip. Go ahead, play yourself with the whole like hook, sing ballads if it's all about the Maxwell look. I just had to add it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a well done line, so respect. <laughs> it's just funny. And I'm sure they're brothers and they fight and they get back together. I just thought that exactly. was Exactly. And I exactly. do. And when I went, went back and was watching videos, I was like, yeah, he did kind of have a Maxwell look, but I was feeling it. <laughs> um, he and Q-Tip eventually settled their beefs. And Fife released a solo uh, second album called Songs in the Key of Fife, Volume yeah. 1. But sadly, and as we mentioned before, he succumbed to complications from diabetes and he died on, looks like March 22nd, 2016. I have the 10th and I have the 22nd. So fact check, ladies. He died in March 2016, um, sadly, but not not before recording, you know, these two soul albums and this final album. And I mean, the beauty of that is that we still have all this music, even if um, we no longer have Fife. Um, the last I checked Q-Tip, I think I checked his Twitter and his Facebook. It looks like he has not posted anything on at least those social media since maybe 2015. It's been a couple years. He, he was uh, he was super involved during the election. He was real angry and, uh, at, at Donald Trump running. Mm. Uh, he has a radio show, or at least he had. I don't know if it still is on Apple Music, if you are in that wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, called, I believe, Abstract Radio. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good because Q-Tip has an interesting... Uh, taste in music if you will oh and so you might want to check that out of what else has q-tip been up to he always starts producing stuff like i said it's just he's he'll show up in places all the time and you'll not know he's there you know because he's he's just on the low with what he's doing you know you just reminded me i actually saw them in concert ah must have been my late 20s this must have been like oh five or oh six they came to a place in baltimore called ram's head and i got a ticket and i was it was a really small venue but i was so excited because at that point it was like a revival for me where i knew i liked the tribe but it wasn't until my late 20s when i started revisiting 90s music that i realized oh i really love them and their music really makes me feel something so i went out and got a ticket had myself a ball um you know it was right up near the stage standing up had a good time good love so i can i can say i saw the tribe at least once so nice almost I forgot wish. about that somehow but yes <laughs> oh i know i know I, I almost forgot but it was just one of those small little venues it it was really nice but um I'll tell you all the time, if you can if you can go see your favorite artist just go go right. see them because you never know what they'll they'll just stop cold and never tour again yes. i've seen the roots the roots multiple times because i love them and now they don't tour anymore they yep. can't their schedule doesn't allow for it they'll go and do a, a couple of shows here and there but they don't come out on the road like they used to mm-hmm. and so it's tough to get to get to a root show, and I'm glad I've seen them perform. It's true, though. There's been a couple shows that I passed up for whatever reason. Usually it's all oh, the money, or maybe I couldn't get anyone to go, and I didn't want to go alone. For instance, I think Janet Jackson just passed here in November, and we were originally going to go before she got bragging it, and <laughs> then and that got canceled, and she came back, and then nobody wanted to go. So I was like, all right, now, after the fact, I'm like, I should have just went, <laughs> you know, because it's like, she might not tour again. Same yeah. thing, Escape just came through, and I was like, oh, I'm good. And now, after the fact, I'm like, I should have just went. I do that all the time because it's like, you don't know. This might not ever happen again. And then for me, you never know when you have a, like a revival of it 
where five, ten years from now, you pick up a CD and be like, oh, man, all of a sudden you fall in love with it again. Then I could at least said I went. But I do that all the time. I'll pass up on the show. And then afterwards, whatever money it was doesn't matter. Or when I get to the actual show, whatever I spent or whatever I could have spent, it don't matter anymore because I'm so happy to be where I am. So I definitely agree with that. If, if, if shows come in and there's an artist you like, just go. You never yeah. regret seeing a show. At least I have never regretted seeing a show, but I've regretted passing up on dozens of shows. Because after the fact, I'm like, I don't even care how much it would have cost. I would have went after <laughs> the fact. I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, so that's the tribe, man. Um, let's see. Legacy, impact, any final thoughts on as, as, how, as, how you as, feel about the tribe? As, as we said earlier, they literally are are in the DNA of hip hop at this point. Yeah. There are things that there's are things that other MCs do who may may have no idea why they do it. The call and response of "Can I kick it?" You may not know that that is a Q-tip and Fife joint. You know, what I'm saying they yeah. may not understand that, but it is, and you do it because of them. And so, they are one of the greatest duos ever to have uh, held the mic. One yep. of the greatest groups ever, and. Uh, uh, you can't speak well enough about them. Top five talent, top five group, top five everything. Yes. They are super special, and Fife is missed. Yes. So there you go. Yes, I agree. For me, the legacy will always be um, one of the most important group, uh, one of the most important rap groups to come out of the 90s, if not all time. And yes, I'm just going to say of all time. As a young girl, I wasn't really deep into hip-hop or rap, but they, they definitely appealed to me. They had a, a softer, more digestible sound. They were socially conscious. They made me think about things. They made me think about black pride and, and blackness. And also, you know, they had some they had some loving lyrics, Benita Applebaum made you want to grab her and hold on to your boo. Like they, they were doing things different, but they were also very intelligent about it. Um, I found their music just fun and warm and thoughtful and, and everything. And I just love, and I love Q-Tip's voice. I love the sound yeah. of his voice too. Um, the production of the music, chill, height, fun, smooth. I still have, re- I still have many of their songs in regular rotation. I, they're definitely up there. Well, okay, they're probably my favorite rap group of all time. Yeah, I'm just going to say that they are because they have my number one song of rap, of all time. So, yes, that's their legacy for me. You know, I they are up there with, you know, the greatest of the 90s. So it's sad that we'll probably never get another Tribe album like that. But we still have the back catalog and just keep playing it. Just go back to it. And they, and they went out with a bang. Like I said, uh, uh, thank you for your service is a really fantastic album. Yeah. So if that is where they that is where we wrap it up at, not bad. Not bad place, not a bad way to go. Yep. Go back and listen to it. Or if you haven't, check it out. It's on Spotify. If you like it, pick up a copy. Send them your love, you know? That's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> so T, tell us again where we can find Stays Crunchy and Milk and then also well, a pod called Cast. Here, I'll lay, I'll lay out the whole spiel for you. I am the Internet's Tayrell713. That's T-A-Y-R-E-L-713. I am that everywhere mm. on the Internet. There's mm. no place on the Internet you cannot find me where that name is not me. <laughs> That's me. I've been that for a long time. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> I host Stays Crunchy and Milk. That's uh, It abbreviates to S-K-I-M, Skim. Skim. Uh, skim, skim Pod on Twitter uh, and anywhere else in the world. It is a comedy culture podcast. Hosted by me and my best friends, uh, Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, and The Real ODP. That's my homeboy, Gabe, but that's his Twitter name, The Real ODP. 
which is a long joke that is well worth the research if you go listen to my show. <laughs> I co I uh, that is available everywhere. That's on us uh, everywhere you can find find your podcast. That I I, I uh, also I co-host a podcast, music discussion podcast, built on the Hip Hop Foundation, and it's dope. That one is not everywhere, but you can go get it on Google Music. It's on uh, uh, Stitcher, mm-hmm. and you can get it like straight from Lipson. And whenever we put a new episode up, it's just pinned to the Twitter to the to the tweet. There is one we're working on. It's, it's just been in discussion. The next one we do is probably going to be problematic songs. Oh, and people are so hyped for this one because, like I said, we are all grown ups now, and we have some songs that we happen to love that we know are not. Oh. Not PC my here, interest. I'm all about that. Yeah, and so that that is that is uh what is uh what is planned to be our next episode. When it comes out is when it comes out. My apologies. That's just how these work. <laughs> but like the, uh, back catalogs up there. Please go and enjoy. Uh, I'm all, I'm very proud of, of the, the work we've done. And like I said, it may not be a lot of them, but every one of them is pretty great. And I think we bring some interesting discussion to the to to the topics at hand. So that is me. That is what I do. Excellent, excellent. Check, check all that out. I'm looking forward to this problematic songs. Thank you for bringing your love of the tribe and your knowledge, your extra knowledge to the show. Because like I said, I had to do mad research and I'm sitting here with notes, but this is stuff that you know. I love to speak to the fans, the people who are just as passionate as I am. So I'm so happy to have you on my show. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Words to Rashani for hooking this up. Yes. And uh, Big ups to Derek go. and Rashani. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, so that's how, that's how it gets down yeah <laughs> like podcasting y'all throw it up that's right <laughs> no on that note we are out here we go yo here we go yo so what so what so what's us and there we go here we go yo here we go yo so what so what so what's us and there we go a bono's this what and bono's that but bono no jet because both can't rap okay that's it that's all i got Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out.